We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. discuss them now there's even more interesting stuff triple uh, a in the chat says bob leaving says he doesn't think the core has it in them anymore now i i don't agree with that but my overarching theme on the joe lacob portion of the press conference was um one he can't hide the fact he shocked bob left and he can't hide the fact he lost like you know but the second one was that dude was trying to – I think he was angry. I think he was conveying confidence. That dude is – if you think Joe Lacob doesn't want to win, like – now, does it mean he makes the right decision? Not saying that. But I am I will never question that dude's desire to win. You know what I'm saying? He's a, he's, he's a maniac, dude. He's a maniac. He's always selling. He feels like he got up on stage and he had to tell us, like, no matter what, all we give a shit about is when it's like, Joe, we know that. We know that, dude. We know that. Just just let us know if Kirk's going to be the GM or not. Um, I think you like it a lot better than I do. I find him a little, a little grating, which is, again, why I think Bob left. But it's, it's a little like, okay, just we get it. We know you want to win. We've heard it. The podcast is named Light Years After You. You know what I mean? Like, we, we get it. But, um, it's a little. It's a lot. I don't know if I liked it that much, Sam. So you, you, you I feel like you didn't. You mean you didn't enjoy him calling Bob Myers his fifth or his fifth son or whatever he did? Man. Both a little Play. condescending. He is twenty years older. I have four kids, and I've said this before. I actually consider Bob my fifth. <laughs> it's really hard to see your son because that's what I kind of feel like this is. Um, leave and go off to do something else. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you I understand it because I don't. Um, of course, it's not inside. It's not in me to do that. I, I, uh, and I'm so competitive, and I know he is too. Um, it's a really hard thing for me to understand why, but it's really not for me to understand why. I mean, first off, it, we can both agree that dude's an open book. Joe Lacob is an open book. Um, I don't disagree with you. He's grading 
he's not easy to work for. Nothing, nothing he ever shows publicly makes me think like, that seems like an easy boss, you know, <laughs> like, like that sort of thing. I just think from a reality standpoint, I would rather have the top guy, the guy who ultimately controls how much money they spend, how many resources they spend, mm-hmm. be too crazy in that direction than the opposite direction. You're always shooting for somewhere in the middle, but like that's not tends to be how it works. And I think maybe maybe Bob walking away makes him think about it a little bit. I kind of tend to think a 67-year-old man can't really change that much. I mean, I'm 30 years younger and I'm probably never changing. So it's like, why do I expect someone 30 years my senior to change in that capacity? Right. Like it's um, at a certain point, your character is who you are. You just try to like, you know, be more self-aware, but (laughs) people, people, people around you like Bob to kind of curtail that. I, I, yeah, you're, you're kind of throwing the point out there. Maybe this gives him some type of, um, realization i mean like it's it's kind of like the clay thompson stuff um mm-hmm. where it's like dude like at some point you're gonna have to come in in better shape and maybe curtail the shot selection you look crazy with some of the shots you take right and we'll see if clay changes i mean he's only like 32 but like that's you know like, like that he might not change because like he might yeah not- but he lost he lost like two and a half years so he's like really like 30 yeah. he's like the, i mean <laughs> his, his mental capacity I mean, could argue maybe 22 clay is but uh <laughs> in, a, in a good way and not in a bad way in a good way just he's young he at hoops heart, right? like andy and sam at a bar at 22 <laughs> but that's a different conversation it's worked for him for a long time but maybe now he's gotta he's gotta figure so and maybe the same with joe whoever they end up having next or, or maybe Maybe Joe is Madsen. Maybe he just needs someone as like a front guy. You know what I mean? Maybe he just done the just sits there and just says yes, right? Like maybe it's that, right? Because I think I have, I have enough idea. I don't need more ideas in I my head. I don't, I don't need more. I, I know <laughs> everything. I know everything. So just go get me Wiseman. <laughs> which is to me, with the GM, it's going to be huge. It, it's not going to be Kirk because I think you can't do that. Yeah, I think, yeah, Joe, yeah, I think yeah, Joe's yeah. aware enough. You can't do that. You, you I, can't make your son the GM. I don't think Kirk wants to be put in that position either. Not that like it is, but like yeah, to your point, I think it's uh Kirk's not Kendall. I'll tell you that. <laughs> no, he's not. He's not Kendall. <laughs> I seen I seen that guy set screens. Kendall Roy could never. <laughs> um, I'm nothing. I'm nothing. I'm very much so, and also. Um, as fun as those analogies are, it's it's a little it's a little unfair. Um what I was gonna say though is uh um I do think for Warrior fans it's probably a good thing Joe reacted the way he did. Mm. I get the feeling he's gonna be probably more aggressive this offseason than he might have been if if Bob stayed. I, the whole thing, the whole vibe I got from him was, oh, people think I'm not going to win without Bob. I will show you I could do. I can, I will show you that I can do. Like, he d- does that dude have a chip on his shoulder, in your opinion, Andy? Yeah. Is that a good thing, though? Um, I mean, is, is that? Because I, I, genu- I genuinely don't know. 
it's better than complacency, but there is a point where, you know, like let, let's play the let, let's play the audio right now. It's better than complacency. Complacency is um, my sad Oakland A's. Yes. You know, yes, yes. Um, so you don't want to be in that zone, but there is a point where you're too aggressive. Uh, and then you, you know, you, you shoot your load in the wrong direction. So strict rules um, that may not be directly aimed at you guys, but will impact you guys uh, pretty heavily. How do you view that uh, changing or not changing your future plans on roster? I'm not going to comment on the roster because uh, very much because the truth is we have a lot of work to do, obviously, and we have time. We have until uh the draft and free agency, which is you know a month away or so. So um, we're going to win no matter what. I don't care what the rules are. We are going to figure out a way to do it. That's what good organizations do. They figure out a way to win the game. And our game is to win games and to win championships. And you know, when we came here, uh, this, organ- this ownership group 13 years ago, we made a ridiculous proclamation about winning within five years. And of course, somehow we managed to do it all of us, uh, players and everybody involved. And uh, we've continued to win. And, and look, the rules will change in the game, but we'll continue to do that. We're going to work really hard to do it. And I think we have really smart people and we'll do it. I mean, it reminds me of when they lost the 16 finals and he's yelling at, um, it might have been Ethan or it might have been Marcus or TK. We will be very aggressive. We're coming back from this. We're like, you know, they lost the finals in game seven. It was a little, uh, you know, embarrassing. Like that dude does not like to lose. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bob Myers, his, his expression there was priceless. He's just kind of trying not to to show anything. And then at the end there, he's kind of zoning out, which tells me he's seen this speech before. He, he's seen this. <laughs> <laughs> this rant from 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 no Joey before. over over under a thousand times. <laughs> Not surprising. All of us, all of us did this together. Um, I, I guess my I guess my I don't doubt that he wants to win. I don't doubt that he wants to spend money to win. I don't doubt any of those things. I doubt who's going to get it done. I, I, I doubt who is Let's he going to put that. in the position. To, yeah, I, that's that's my my fear. I mean, I think everyone has that. I, mean, I would have doubted that even if Bob was still the GM, right? Maybe less doubt, but that's the fear now is who the hell is going to run this ship because this is the biggest offseason left in this dynasty, you, right? You said the three moves. Those were the three biggest offseasons so far. Those, the Andre, the KD, the, the D'Lo one, they all worked out. Now you've got this fourth one, I think, is going to be the biggest one because this is going to be the one that is the end of Steph's career that will dictate how the end of Steph's career will go. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, yeah. Who the hell was gonna make the decisions? <laughs> I mean, so so we can we can just say it. Like everyone is assuming they're not gonna hire from externally. Like Daryl Morey's not coming in. You know, um, I don't know why that's the name I always go to, but like obviously everyone knows who he is, right? You know, yeah. it's gonna probably be Dunleavy, and Kirk will be elevated. And honestly, it's the same people who've been the voices of the Warriors room just without Bob being above them, you know, which is, we'll see how that works. I mean, he had, we didn't talk about this one earlier, but he said this about Mike Dunleavy. He said he all Bob Meyer said he almost left four years ago. So 2019, four years ago, I thought, can I keep doing this? And how can I keep doing this? I talked to Joe. He said, what do you need? We brought Mike in. Uh, and he went into a long soliloquy about how, you know, that's kind of his guy. He, he trusts Mike. They have a great working relationship. It's someone, honestly, probably he feels he could just be more honest with and doesn't have to play internal politics, right? Like, you understand how that works. And he kind of made a pitch for Mike to take over. And everyone's assuming Dunleavy's going to be the guy who takes over. But, like, still different. It's not the same. You know what I mean? Do you like that? I mean, like, do you have thoughts around? I mean, you probably, you know a lot more than me about it. Like, I don't know anything about Mike Dunleavy outside of, you know, I mean, I can, I can never get over the fact that there's not a player I hated more sure, than Dunleavy. Right. And I think it's, I think it's hilarious. And it's not even his fault. He was just like the manifestation of the shitty era warriors, you know? Correct. Yeah. They had a lot of shitty players, but Mike got all the brunt of it in my uh, high draft my pick. Heart. Easy to hate. I mean, he ended up being a basketball player. And he talked shit to the fans. Remember that? He kind of told the fans, like, they don't know what they're talking about. And it's like, he's not wrong. It's not his fault the owner was trash. But but you still don't say that, buddy. You know, anyway, that's that's, whatever. He was 23. He was losing by 20 every night. I get the frustration. Um, Not not everyone's Monte Ellis going up there saying he's better than LeBron. (laughs) I don't know. I, I... I feel like the Bob sales pitch helps. I feel like it can go two ways. Let me put it this way. Way one is you remember how like Stevens took over for Ainge and people weren't really sure what that meant, but he actually made a bunch of moves that helped the Celtics move forward. And I know they didn't get anywhere, but it's not like they want anything under Ainge anyway. They still got better, you know, like in context, it got better or, it could be the Bobby Evans replacing Brian Sabian where they're like playing off the credibility of the previous guy where you're like, this is my guy. Like, you know, it's the same, basically the same thing, you know, 
And then, you know, you look at it two years later, you're like, yeah, but it's not because they're in last place. So um, not to not to go to either extreme, but like, I don't know. They're not going to go externally. So I just want to see how it plays out, honestly. Do you think they should go externally? No. I um, I feel pretty strongly about this. Uh, you spent a decade building the best front office. Having all these smart people, you pay, you kind of have to hire internally. It just, it's, it sends such a shitty message if you go externally on them, in my opinion. Like, imagine working there and feeling that. Now, if you hire internally and they suck, then you can go externally. But I feel like in the short term, you have to at least give your guys a chance to prove that they can be the next guy. It feels like Mike Dunleavy is he is he even ex- internal? He kind of just popped up out of nowhere, and all of a sudden he's the the guy, and he's never really had the experience. So like I don't I don't feel too strongly now. If you told me that he's just the Tom of the organization, and he's just kind of like the yes man, and Kirk is really running the show, and and like Kirk has been running a lot of that show for a lot. It's not like Bob Myers was sitting there making all the decisions, right? So, like, I, I could be sold on that part, and there's obviously a bunch of other names. It's not just those guys. Uh, maybe throwing Travis Schlenk. I mean, he kind of got demoted slash, you know, kind of moved upwards, sideways, whatever it is. So maybe you bring him back. He's someone that that did good work for the Warriors. Um, but I, I think I'm kind of with you. If you're going to hire... Who's the guy that just got hired by the Wizards? Michael Winger, right? Who ended up, like, He's Clippers, yeah. a former Clippers guy. Yes, former Correct. Clipper. Yeah, former Clipper. Okay, I was like, uh, yeah. So he he's been around a lot. He's very he's very sharp. He's one of those up and coming guys, kind of like when Bob was hired. If you're gonna go with one of those guys, just <laughs> just the 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 dynasty's over, right? Just get stuff out of there. Like just start over. If you're gonna hire one of those guys, start over, clean slate. Don't give them this kind of half cooked kind of thing that the Warriors have right now. Um, so to me, it, it, it's, it, I'm, I'm guess I'm saying I kind of agree with you. It's just like, if you're going to go try to keep this going, just do it with the guys that have been there. If you're going to bring someone new in, just, just start. What is, this, what is this to you? What does this mean for the old guard? The guys who I, I Steph is Steph. He's, he's going to retire a warrior unless he demands out. They're not, they're not moving him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but Clay and Draymond, what do you think it means for those guys? So this is the scary part is who's going to have the conversations with those guys. It's not like Bob's gone. It's not like he's turning off his phone and, and can't reach him. But who's going to sit there and have the conversation with Draymond and Clay about contracts? That's the biggest thing. We could talk about shot selection with Clay and then like Draymond stop punching people or whatever. But <laughs> dude, it's contracts, man. Who's going to talk to these guys about contracts? That's the scariest part. If you want to keep him, but it sounds like Joe wanted to keep him, so it tells me that Joe probably wants to keep Draymond and Clay, right? So yeah. if he it doesn't seem like that, he wants to give away talent for the sake of it, you know? yeah. I mean, he probably doesn't want to trade Jordan Poole either. I mean, somebody's gonna have to convince him to do it. <laughs> mm. <laughs> which, which, you know, who's gonna do that now? Who's gonna convince him that he has to trade Jordan Poole to to actually try to win again? Um, but. Who's going to do any of those things, Sam? I don't know. That's the scary part. And that's not just Draymond and Clay. That's, 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 that's veterans. That's, it's, who's going to get Steph bought in if they end up moving off of pool? Because maybe Steph's like, yo, we want him to stay. Who's going who's gonna to get Steph bought in? I don't – dude, I don't, I don't know. 
I don't know the answers to any of those. It's I mean, let's put it this way. I can I can theorize as much as I want, but it's uh uncharted waters. That's what it is for the Warriors. It's uncharted waters. They've always had the Bob Myers consistency. The consistency's gone right now. He's stepping away, you know. Um, there's a Joe Lacob quote. It doesn't matter if they're here or not. Uh, there's a lot of pressure. Our job is to win championships, period. And I'm going to expect that. We're going to expect that this year, next year, three years from now, five years from now. There's no point in doing this unless you're not trying to win a championship. No point. On the one hand, agreed, bro. Shout out. I like it. Um, On the other hand, I just think he's trying to project a level of confidence when people are like, a little, you know, just I, I don't know. You just don't know. Like the confident, like you, whether you think Bob is the greatest talent value or the worst or somewhere in the middle, like you knew what to expect from him. That's for sure. It's like it's the Warriors end up this offseason doing some doing some amazing. Maybe they end up trading pool for some great role players to Orlando, and they they get some good role guys. I mean, again, Bob was a guy. This team to end up signing Belly and all those guys have ended up working out. Otto Porter, those guys, right? But then last season mm-hmm. it didn't work out, right? And whose fault is that? I don't know. We tend, to, I feel like we tend to blame Joe when, when, when that happens, Correct. and then we give the credit to Bob, and, and it's like nobody really knows who, who's maybe Joe was the guy that was big on Otto Porter. Um, we don't know. So yeah, I, it's, maybe it's, maybe Kirk was the one saying we gotta get Otto. Sure, you know, sure. that sort of thing. Right. That sort of thing. It's it's like it's a little more nuanced than than you usually expect. So Steve saying no to half the people that the Warriors bring to him because Steve's like, we won't play him. Right. You know, and then Steve doesn't play the young guy. You know, always blame Steve, too. Steve, it it is. It is interesting because Steve has has, I think, just as much power as a lot of people in their front office. But he escapes blame for the moves because he's just a coach. But, you know, just a coach. Just a coach who played Anthony Lamb all season over the guys we drafted in the lottery. Just a coach. Anyway. Hey, um, hold on. Before we get out of there. Before, I mean, sorry. Before we get to calls. Before we get to the goons. Steve Kerr, one more year left on the contract. What happens to him? That's interesting. My gut take before the Bob Myers news was he's going to get extended until Steph is. Um, like, I don't know if he's going to coach beyond Steph, but I think they're kind of a package deal. Does that make sense? Yeah. And now, I don't know. It's it's just, un, it's all an unknown. I, I keep going back to this. Part of me thinks Joe Lacob's going to be super motivated because it feels like a shot to his ego, you know? But I don't know what that means in terms of like, does that mean he makes the right decision or does that mean he throws $250 million to Jalen Brown? You know, like something like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can go either direction on that one. And it's, we're going to have to see it. Like, I'm still processing the way I feel on all this stuff. To the goons. To the goons. I think think Steve stays. He's not going anywhere. But let's go to the goons. I would be shocked if he goes anywhere anytime soon. Let's get to it. Oh, Mr. Lau. It's crazy, man. You know who's the first person? that probably texted Bob uh, as soon as he made his announcement, Anthony Lamb. He was like, bro, thank you so much, man. You made my fucking, you made my fucking season lit, man. Thank you so much, man. Can I get your mailing address? I got to send you a light your shirt. Yeah, man. What's going on, boys? I see we got different time zones here. We're in the off season. 
We are. How, so how do you feel about this? What, what are your thoughts on Bob stepping away? Did you think he was going to? I felt, uh, oh, well, yeah, to address that, I think he was gone. It was kind of noticeable. I thought, honestly, he was gone after the whole uh, KD got fu- hurt thing. You know, when, like, KD got oh, wow. hurt. Because when you guys were talking about memorable Bob Byers mo- moments, uh, you, you know, you guys were talking about the transactional version. But for me, my top three moments for Bob was when Clay got hurt, when uh, KD got hurt. And then that season when he when like Steph broke his hand and he kind of had to navigate the season with like our like our like uh, team full of just anybody. So I think those were some critical moments wow. where it was yeah. like it was like the humanity of Bob. So this so in 2019 I thought he was gone because he was getting killed in the media for like letting Mick yeah Mick that was KD play. Yeah, so yeah, I thought yeah. that like they were gonna oh that's right they were gonna sue Bob. They're gonna yeah, sue Bob. That was fucking bullshit. <laughs> and then like Bob had to shed a bunch of tears and like man, and then KD had to post a pic of him in like the hospital bed with the tubes. That was crazy. I remember that. I that was oh man, we didn't we didn't bring that. I'm glad you brought it up, Elo. It just that was one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. I had people <laughs> DMing me. I had lawyers who I don't I don't know if they were lawyers or not. They were just like handy like. Did you like people playing lawyers online? Yeah, yeah like <laughs> let me get on the pod. I could talk to you about how much money, like how much money do these guys can sue the Warriors for. I'm like, dude, fuck off. What are we talking? What are we talking about here? Do you guys know how these teams work? You think you think you think Bob got in that room and told Kevin, bro? They really playing. think it's they really you think it's playing. Friday night. They really thought it was Friday night lights. Like Bob was in there saying, you know, can give you the needle. You're gonna be good, boy. You know, like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> relax. Oh my God. Like, like, on. like, KD didn't have his own doctor. Like, come on, man. These dudes are. It's, not, it's not West Texas football. You know. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's crazy. I'm sad to see. Well, today I I was actually like on the move while I was I was running a bunch of errands, so I was watching the press conference off my phone. I was getting my haircut while like the while the the press conference right. going on. I was like, damn, that's crazy. And then I'm driving somewhere, and I'm like, damn. And then there was like never a real tear jerker moment in the whole thing. Um, I feel like he showed way more emotion when KD got hurt, like or like when Clay got hurt. So I feel like with the lack of emotion and like, you know, I feel like this was all just this was already in the play. I feel like um, comparing it to the last dance documentary. This is the first domino. This is what Jerry Krause, you know, like this is this is the first domino to drop. And then now. You know, he just doesn't have the balls to be like, all right, Draymond, you know, we got to, you know, we got to figure something out. So it's going to be funny, man. It's an interesting it's take. Yeah. It's the first domino, we, man. So they, yeah, scary, I think that's scary times. Pat, people have brought that brought that up where it's like, and I think somebody asked Bob about that where it's, you know, with this offseason where Draymond might not be back or Clay not, might not be back. Is that one of the reasons? And obviously he said no. He was like, so we've had tougher off seasons, but I can't imagine that wasn't something that was in his head where it's like, he's so, we talk about the humanity stuff with him where he's such a great friend to people. Maybe he's too good of a friend where it's just like, look, he's just like, look, if, if, if I get a whiff of an ocean that Steph and Clay and Draymond aren't going to play together, I'm gone. Right. Like I, may, you're right. Maybe that's something that played a role. Do we, do we think, so are you saying we think like Bob didn't want to make the tough calls? Cause that's something yeah. that has been posed to me a couple of times. And like everyone's look, man, it's like pulling the bandaid. We're less than 12 hours from the Woj bomb or whatever you want to call it. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, 
everyone's everyone's got everyone's got theories right so you know do we think it's because he doesn't want to make the tough call you know who he needs to learn more from he he need to be like greg he need to be you know he he got to fire people on zoom and turn it off (laughs) i mean look the waystar warico employs one person over six seven with brown hair warriors also i mean no one over six seven other than looney on the roster so and he he doesn't have he doesn't have like a nice head of brown hair like greg or bob so um yeah we're toast it's gonna be a lot there's a lot of similarities between my two guys i love this though uh i uh so i play in an open gym for some hoop and then I, there's a bunch of Laker fans that are just there, right? And they're all talking shit. And then we're all just talking about our offseason. And it's like, I got, you know, like, I don't know what the Warriors are going to do, but I, there's two things that can manage our expectations. One, absolutely nothing happens. We keep the same team. We try to run it back. We have the same problems. And, you know, we've been here before, though, so we know how this is going to feel, which is inevitably what's going to happen. That's just Bay Area sports. But I think the second one is now that Bob's gone, it's kind of, you know, whoever fills this, the, you know, like the new spot, they got to be like the Matt Ishbia vibe and they got to shake it up, man. They got to, you know, bring in like a Carl Anthony Towns, like a Patrick Beverly, bring in all these guys, man, because you're going to be critiqued off your first move. And if you make no moves and we're in the exact same position, then what was the point of Bob leaving? Mike Mike Dunleavy's right first there. move is going to be converting Anthony Lamb to, to oh a multi-year contract. If that happens, this is on record. If <laughs> if that happens, I'll just accept that he's a part of the team. You know, like, I'll root for him. I I'll, I'll I clap it up. Like I'll you know, I'll accept it. But I'm still in the denial phase right now that this guy's living my dream. So 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 I love. <laughs> not even think about that, but that's just a great move because I think they're not bringing anyone new. But the Mahashbia stuff is interesting because. Now that Joe Laker, maybe you can argue he has free reign. And when you talks about him, when you talk about him kind of saying, we're going to keep winning, we're going to be aggressive. Yeah, maybe he's just going to go out there and go, let's just get Carl Anthony Towns. Let's just trade five, which, you know, maybe Bob would have last year told him like, hey, like, Bro, you, you're not gonna be happy about this in a year's time. You know? <laughs> and, and, and Bob probably would have been right, maybe. But Joe's kind of. You know, I can do this without Bob. We're going to do this without Bob. I'm going to run the show. Kirk is going to run the show. And so maybe that's – and, you know, I'll be there. I'll be front and center. I'll, I'll say yes to them. I'll, I'll praise the move because you got to go and run a risk, right? Um, I, I was having a conversation with someone, and they were saying how – like, basically, we were just talking about bad draft picks. And it was, and then we were just talking about, like, the history of the NBA and bad draft picks. And then he brought up a good point. He was like, in the NBA, people draft on potential. And right now, it's like you get drafted not because what you could do right now, but it's what you could do in four years. And right now, look at all the draft picks. We're drafting off potential, but it when is it going to hit? We need a guy that can play now. You know, Steph got four more years. Like, we got to go now, man. So, I like the mock draft stuff. I don't even care. We just got to get. I got like a. I I got a list of five guys that we need to get. And we just got to get them, dude. Yeah, we got to get. There you go. Kyle Anderson, Pat Bev, OG Ananobi, Cat. We're done. Oh, is Kyle Anderson the number one warrior killer like these days? Dude. Like it's amazing. It's, move. it's uh Andrew Nemhard, actually. <laughs> Bro, I've I've put him in so many trade machine moves. I'm not I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm like, they need buckets. They might, you know, they might want a little Jordan Poole. Uh, Steve 
Steve Kerr wants a point guard who doesn't turn it over. He wants oh. he wants Brad Wanamaker who can shoot over twenty seven percent. You know, we 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 just need this guy. That's Jordan. all. Jordan, <laughs> we need we we need Jordan, man. We need to step up, <sighs> man. Yeah, we'll see. It's, we are here in the off season, boys. I love talking to you guys, man. This is uh, it keeps me sane. I don't, I have nothing to do at night anymore. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got Bro, the Giants, we, uh, brother. You got the Giants. Patrick Bailey, Casey Schmidt. Let's go. Let's go. We're back. What, um, Sam's tuned out. Sam's tuned out. No, I'm, I'm actually enjoying the Giants a little bit. Like I'm, I'm hate watching, but you know they, they are fun to baseball watch. Right there, honest baseball. Is it honest? <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> uh, I. Before we get you out of here, Alao, tell the people who ordered shirts what the what the update is. All right, guys. Uh, thank you for the support. The shirts are now in production. I just got a text from uh, the warehouse people. There's like they're like 1.5 weeks away from arriving, like just in packaging. So it'll be up to you in like two weeks. They're gonna be sick. We're gonna make a few extra just so uh, you know. You know, just in case you missed out, maybe you could get it through Andy and Sam. I don't know. I'm going to give it all to them, and they'll figure it out. But we're going to make a few extra ones, and, Love. you know, come on. Love. Let's Appreciate go. it, brother. Yeah, my, anytime, you, man. Let's go. You have, you have a great evening. I'll try to, man. <laughs> all right. Let's get next one. Let's get to Eugene here. Joe, what's up, man? What's up, boys? I'm going to be honest. I just tuned in. I only caught Aaron Lau exiting, so I have no idea what he has talked about. <laughs> okay. But, but, uh, Steve Kerr needs to be a GM. You can guess what we talked about. <laughs> I mean, I can guess. I can guess. And I think you'll agree. I, Steve Kerr needs to be a GM of the Warriors. Um, I think, I think it's a good move because it keeps the continuity. Like, he can deal with Draymond. He can be the Steph Whisperer. Let's be honest. His tactics, his coaching, I feel like the league is catching up. I think him being a GM, I know he's had a bad 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 record right with the sun or not bad just mediocre um but i really think he can keep the lake up fights uh you know equal i'm really worried about if dunleavy comes in it's gonna be the lake up show if kurt comes in it's over i'm i'm it's over you know so i hope steve Kerr's a gm love your i would love your thoughts on that see what you guys think about that i love the topic we actually kind of danced around this one I'll, I'll let andy go first yeah but we didn't we didn't go into it like like eugene did i think one thing you mentioned is uh his coaching is falling behind his schemes the way he's kind of there's no i mean i i top three coach in the nba mm-hmm. right I, I would always say but I mean, do we just do do we just watch what eric spolstra did to the south did we just watch what he did to the bucks and then the knicks and then the celtics there is a large chasm between number one and number three and number two and number three. And I, and I do think you can argue that Steve hasn't really breathed any new life into anything offense. Like, it's just some of it's scheme. Some of it's like, what do you expect him to do with Draymond and Looney? But some of it's also, can you do something different? Because I can create a defensive scheme that can guard your offense. Like, unless you have Steph going for 50, it's not that hard to defend. Um, and that's and the div- and the development stuff. Like, I just refuse to believe Moses Moody and Jonathan Kuminga would be where they are if Eric Spolster was the coach. Um, and and they probably, like, look, the two-timeline stuff was always obnoxious, particularly with how much the Warriors tried to, like, kind of publicly jack off about it and then, like, pretend they never said it 
that was my favorite thing where they're just like, well, you know, we just want to win. What do you mean two timelines? So we never said that. Uh, TK made that up. It's like, all right, bro. All right, nice. Blame TK, you know. <laughs> Blame <laughs> Shout me. Out. Shout out, shout out, friend of the show. Um, but what I was gonna say is, uh, they uh, undoubtedly they haven't really developed shit. So um, no, they have, not. and and that's like at least some portion of coaching. Like you got to do better than Anthony Lamb. So um, that's another thing. Even if Steve's not going to the front office, like time to refresh the coaching staff once again. You know, yes. in yes. some capacity, and I don't, I don't hate the idea. I'm, I'm intrigued by it, even though I'm, you know, Steve. Uh, Steve's still just he's he's a super valuable basketball mind. So it's like you get you don't want to get rid of someone like that in any capacity. Like that's you don't. Sure. I don't want him to go to the Spurs. I think if you keep him in the GM role, it keeps it, it keeps him away from the Spurs. And what do you guys think about? Is kind of outlandish, but putting Jama. Mahala, is that how you say his name? Mahala, I, I always Mahala, forget. Yeah. Someone like him as a head coach, someone young who has history development, who will try out things. I'm just curious. I don't know if that's too crazy. That's just a thought that I've always had, and I love that pairing. So, Gene, appreciate you, man. Keep moving. I'm intrigued, but I also like this. This is the one thing I keep thinking about. Seth's 35. He just played like an MVP. We're not going too experimental. Just yet, you know what I'm saying? Uh, they, 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 they're, they're really not the different. they're not the Boston Celtics ringless, just shitting on themselves every playoffs. They know how to get it done. They're, we we can't just, you know, they, they deserve a little respect. <laughs> Kamingo and Moody's year three. Jordan Poole, it's year five. Yeah, I mean, look, if you're running you know back, ball? I mean, yeah, <laughs> you know, what I mean, shit, plays like he's year one. Um, Gotta get better. Those guys just gotta get better, right? It's just it's year three for for Kaminga. Although you can argue it's Kaminga's year one because dude doesn't get to play. Uh, same same with Moody. So, <laughs> but they gotta get better. All right. Let's get to, let's get to our guy Tashion. What's uh, up, man? Oh man, it's it's been not gonna lie. I was kind of sad to hear about the news about Bob Myers leaving, even though we knew. As soon as that midway through the season article about the whole dysfunction of the whole organization, that's when everyone should have known that it was time for Bob to leave. And it's like, you could even argue that even 2019 that he probably should have left considering some of the internal turmoil that he was going through, apparently, especially the way that he was crying about KD. But, you know, I, I was... I think we could do a whole bunch of reminiscing about the good days about Bob about all throughout the summer as we try to figure out who is going to not only pick up the slack, but also who are we going to get in like the, in the draft and maybe trade, et cetera. But I'm kind of curious about what you guys kind of think about some of the moves that previous GMs in Warriors history that you thought was going to go that you thought was going to go horribly wrong, but actually worked out mainly because I want to try to keep some relatively good perspective on like what is to kind of look forward to not only in the next three years with Steph last remaining years of his prime, but maybe in like the last, like 
couple of years of this dynasty in general. So it's like I'm curious, like what kind of moves have you was surprised you, even though the Warriors were shit. Like let's 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 keep the we believe Warriors out of it, but let's kind of like what kind of moves surprised you most importantly before the dynasty in general. Well, let's let's start with Joe Lacob's first move. I didn't like the David Lee move. It just felt like, oh, great. We're going to get a dude who gets a bunch of empty calories, you know, that sort of thing. Um, And they were, not only did David Lee help them get to the playoffs and kind of establish some form of identity and culture and just move in a positive direction, they were able to pivot off him as quickly as possible. Part of me was like, they're giving him all this money and now we're going to have to watch him forever. And Joe Lacob showed me, no. When something better comes along, I'll I'll move off of this. I don't care what he has to get paid. You know, I'll get it done. I'll do it. And so for me, that was a big moment when I think about Lacob um, and his braggadocious ways. Um, the dude's a little bit of a pivoter more so. Your question was pre-Lacob. And I'm trying to think of my favorite move. Um, and the obvious one is trading Dunleavy and Troy Murphy. For, for Al Harrington and Steven Jackson and we believe and I know you said don't say it but like I don't know how else to put it other than that like Fair. I would say when they when they made the move for Baron Davis that's the only other time they've uh they've done something where I'm just like okay they got a dude in here who's better than anyone they have yes he's a little injured and going through some bad times but like go for it you know I think the interesting thing about what most of the goons are kind of talking about is like either moving off of or letting Quay Dre walk in. I don't necessarily agree with that line of thinking, I think, but this is definitely the year to decide which timeline you want to do specifically. And the reason why is mainly because the CBA freaking sucks. First off, CJ and freaking Grant Williams, who ha- apparently has those weird forehead herpes from like that one Star Trek character, like God, oh my God, bro, he really just wants to mess up not only the Warriors but also mess up the middle mid level guys in the NBA. It's like, dog, do you not understand this messes up your money? So are are you? You can't be that dumb, bro. Especially when you got your own contract negotiations. But that's a that's a different point. But I I'm always curious, like why did the thing that surprised me in the lowest hanging fruit that the Warriors missed out on this year is like why didn't they pick up on like Vogel or any other head head coach level mind other than maybe that they don't really want to be assisted well, but Anderson was supposed to be that guy i mean he's been that guy for a few years but yeah i mean you're was, right but you also need but the thing that made the warriors coaching staff great was it was like a trifecta along with jama and some of the development guys is that it was a trifecta with kenny atkinson with innovating the offense a little bit mike having some creative new ways to implement the defensive schemes with different types of zones in the last playoffs. And then you also had Kerr with his experience and being willing to evolve. And so I was always curious is like, if you had those three different minds, it's like, why don't you just have those three different individuals to 
bounce off of each other because I think you had a winning formula there. So why don't you just try to recreate it with someone else? And maybe the answer to that question, unfortunately, might be there is no one else. But, you know, I was just curious that they didn't want to try it because it worked for them. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we'll see. I, it's just as annoying as this Warrior season was to me. This organization's been pretty stable with the same brain trust, um, and I'm I'm just curious to see where they go from here. You know, whether whether uh, whether it's coaching changes from you know, like it, there's some big changes that are coming. Tatian, appreciate you, brother. We should we should end with uh, shout out with our guy Neil. We got one more. Oh yes. Hey, let's. Is Neil coming on? We could talk some succession. Let's talk some succession. Neil, turn the camera on, brother. Uh, let's go. I'm, I'm loving let's... the I'm loving the succession references. Uh, just if if people are gonna be uh if people haven't seen it, maybe this is where you turn off the show. Yeah. But um, go watch not it. My, and back not my problem, yeah. guys. <laughs> All right, what you got? What you got Bro, for us been, before, it's before been, I have a succession? It's been tank, over but... 48 hours. We we don't need to spoiler watch people. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, so quickly, like on the on the Bob Myers stuff, um, I don't know, I, I'm I'm not, I actually wouldn't be too mad about Dunleavy, like, like there's no, I don't think there's that much proof that he would be bad at it. I think I think my only concern is if, um, if Lakeup kind of goes Jerry Jones and he starts like, get, you know, he he made like a thing in the he made like a point in the press conference about like ownership and being involved in the team, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, you you can be involved, but like when you get you get a little too involved and you start making personnel decisions and you like hire a kid to be like a GM and then you're like doing like drafts from your yacht. Um, I don't know. That, 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 that's, that's my only, that's my only concern I think on the whole lake up front, um, you know, going forward. But um, yeah, it sucks. It's a sad day. I mean, Bob is just a grounding force mainstay um, underrated, really underrated part of the organization. I feel like he, never really got the as much shine as like, you know, uh, you know, obviously the, the main core guy, Steve Kerr, um, all those. Kerr, all those. Kent, Joe. Yeah. Kent, yeah. Agree. Kirk, yeah. <laughs> the core, the core four. The core, the core. <laughs> Wait, so he said, Joe, Joe said he has four sons. So it's, it's Kirk. Kent. Who are the other two? Are we missing two more? Connor. One of them is president. Yeah. He's going to win Kentucky. <laughs> uh, yeah. hey, by, by the way that was the best series finale that i've ever watched of television um it was it was the perfect perfect ending for everyone involved it was everything that i wanted it wasn't about winning it wasn't about losing because everyone lost it was perfect man that was what i thought succession was about and they did it in 90 minutes they did it in 90 minutes and i was locked in the whole time i don't know it's uh, my only succession take uh, that I'm going to disclose right now is I I think they nail the interpersonal dynamics of working with family better than any show I've ever seen. Like, obviously, not everyone who works for family business works for a multi-bazillion dollar conglomerate with all that sort of stuff. But like, just the the complexities, like the, the issues people have, and that sort of stuff. Like, it's uh, it's it was it was pretty it's pretty good and it's very hard for me to watch joe lake but not think like succession you know like i'm sorry i'm sorry it just it does he not did he not just seem like logan roy up there the entire time one full logan yeah we will yeah, win just, he's just screaming 
He's just screaming on can't, top. Can't of can't help it. He he can't lose in the press conference. <laughs> yeah, when Kirk screams, "I'm the eldest boy." When his draft idea is getting vetoed, then that's that's when we know it's done for. You know, no, the the comparisons are apt for sure. The 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 that line shook me. I was like, "Yo, my that that was when he kind of reverted back to being a a ten year old." Anyway, great show. I think. Um, shout out to Joe Lacob. Sh- shout out to his. Is we're gonna keep winning championships no matter what. I just it never gets old. That's that that's the thing about about Lakeham, right? It never gets old. So he's always gonna say the same shit. You know what he's gonna say. All right, Neil man. I appreciate you. Andy, you have a great evening. Appreciate everyone who tuned in. Be out in pod form. Shortly. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.